This teaching is brought to you by Kingswood International Church, British Columbia. We believe that as you listen, faith is set up in you to become all God has called you to be. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for your outstretched arms reaching us in our lowest places. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our, our children. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for health. Thank you for life. Thank you for our jobs, businesses, academics. Come on, let to thank him. Thank him. Thank him. It's easy to focus on things that are not working. But we can focus on things that are working already. Oh, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, thank you, because indeed you are God of love. You are God of love. Thank you. Thank you for supernatural protection, preservation. We thank you, oh God. We thank you. We thank you for how far you brought us. We thank you. We give you praise, our God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we have our seats? Oh, praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, today, uh, I don't expect much time. Just going to God's word quickly and briefly. Um, we have our friends here. Thank you, Ada and uh, Maya. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Your life, so I don't say something <laughs> off camera, but. Thank you, everyone, for yesterday. Um, God bless you. I'm still shocked. Yeah, I'm still not eating. <laughs> I haven't because uh, uh, I, I just lost. I just, I'm just full, full of joy, happiness, gratitude. You know, thanks to my wife. You know, I remember when I wanted to, I was, I was praying. You know. This part of my message, right? But I remember I was praying then when I wanted to you know who I was going to marry. And I already liked her, of course. And then when, when I that's your wife, I asked him one question. I said, Ah, God, how am I going to? No, there's no job, nothing's working now. And he asked me a question I will not forget. He said, do you want the one that will give you problems? I said, no. And that was the last discussion I had with God on that matter. After that, I've never gone back to ask me any question again. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you have never given me problems. All through my marriage, you know, I've never had a cause to rethink if I made the right decision. Never. Not once. Baby, thank you very much. I love you. Thank you. Alright, um, we're going to go into God's word today. I'm going to be quick because we, um, most of all, had a hectic day yesterday. So, it's not the purpose to keep people again here for too long. So, I'm going to be as quick as possible so that we can go home and rest. Alright, let's just buy heads of God's word. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for everything you are to us. Lord, we come to hear your word. We ask that you will speak to us, you will show us light, you will transform us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, like we all know that this month we've taken a break on 
teaching series and we just want to, um, should I say, just touch on a few things. Probably next month we'll go back to my regular teaching, right? <laughs> Although we are used to it. But today I want to talk about God wants you to progress. You know, the, the Christian faith is not just a religion. Uh, it's not something we are just doing because um, out of compulsion. We so are Christians because they are afraid of hellfire. Or well, it's a good reason not to be a, to be a Christian. But God is much more than not going to hell. He's a father. And no father wants their child to be stagnant. No father wants their child not to make progress. No father wants their child not to be successful. And if you being in your imperfect state cannot wish, wish such a thing for your child, how much more God? So, I titled this, I, I, this message came up when I got home last night. Now, I wanted to talk something else, but this message came up. God wants you to make progress. Progress. Turn to the next scripture. All right. Let's read. This is my key text for this teaching. And it says, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. I, I, I like everybody to always read. So it will stick. 1, 2, 3, go. The Lord our God said to us in Horeb, You have stayed long enough on this mountain. You stayed on this position for too long. This is God talking. This is not man. It means that God wants you to make progress. You have stayed here for too long. It means that you can be on a spot longer than necessary. And I always tell people that, look, if you, you shouldn't live in a rented apartment. And I say that we all know their sin. Even if you're not going to get on that house, right? Don't live in someone's house for 10 years. <laughs> if you have to go and rent on that house, but it's not... Just show some signs of progress. Right? Show some signs of progress. Once in a while, change the curtains in your house. Paint it. Right? You can't have the same paint in your house for 10 years. Right? Do something. And we are not good with this. Right? Men that can be very still in that area. But, do something. Move. Just move. You know, some people are so afraid of change that the fear of change makes them to remain where they are. They are so afraid of the uncertainty of change, they don't make progress. They are not ready to make an effort. They just want to remain. Look, what will happen if I if I do this, what will happen? I always think about the negative. What about the positive? What about the positive? What about if you take that exam and you pass? <laughs> what about if you apply for that job and you get it? Just what about the positive? Child of God, God doesn't want you to remain at the same spot for too long. 
in your health, you know, in your finances, in your mind, your mind should get better, your relationship should get better. I always tell myself, I, you must evaluate yourself from time to time. My life has to improve. Why? That's God's will. Progress is God's will. Progress is not the devil's will. Let me tell you, he has no business being happy with you being successful. So he says here that the Lord our God said to us at home, You have stayed long enough on this mountain. Verse 7, can we read? He says, Break up, advance into the whole country of the Amorites. Advance. Go to all the neighboring people in the in Haraba. In Haraba. In the mountains, in the western foothills, in Negev, along the coast, the land of the Canaanites, and to, to Lebanon, as far as the great river, to the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession. Go in and take possession of the land. The Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham. Isaac and Jacob and to their descendants after them. There's so much in this scripture. <laughs> he says, look, break up. If you know how they used to leave those days, when they go to a place, they, they build tents, you know, and they settle for a few months. I said, look, I've got to pack your load. Oh, sorry, like German English. <laughs> break up. Break up, break up. Look, it's time to pack your bags and go to the next phase. It's time to pack your bags and go to the next phase of life. It's time to pack your bags. It's time to pack your bags and move to the next phase. Break up, advance. He didn't say go back. He could have said break up and go back to where you're coming from. No. He said advance. Advance. Make progress. Move. You know, back home in Nigeria, in our country, there's a, there's a new slang. Move. Remove. Move. Move. Do something. Make progress. Make plans. You see, God will meet you at the level of your faith. If you trust him that you can walk on water, He'll meet you there. If you trust him that he can bring down a giant, he'll meet you there. Like I said last week, Sunday, people have very small expectations. And that's why they don't have great, great things. Your life cannot rise above the expectations you have. Your life can't rise above the expectations you have. You know, expectation is like um, let's say we have a buffet and you bring a small plate like this. That's what you're going to get. No matter what is being served, you can't take more than the container you came with. Same thing, someone can bring a, a big basket and that person can take everything there. So a life will give you what you expect of it. He said, break camp. Advance. Into the whole country 
of the Amorites. Now, this is not a Lo and behold, this is not a familiar, this is not a nice place to go to. The Amorites were enemies of Israel. Go to all the neighboring people, you know, the mountains in the West Africa, all the things he mentioned were filled with enemies. Guys, enemies. That's enough for everybody to say, God, you don't want the best for me. How can you send me to the midst of my enemies? How many of you know that you don't get a shark at the bank of the river? The big fishes and the deep sea. If you want the best things of life, you must learn to go deep. You are ready to go into enemy's territories. Go to territories that are all family. Many of us are in this country. We didn't know anybody when we were coming. This is an unfamiliar territory. And we chose to come here. But believe you me, if we never took that bold step, we'll probably remain where we were. And there are still so many people that are still wishing and saying, look, where should I? I'm afraid. What's going to happen to me? Oh, I'm not going to lose, start a new life. If you want the best things of life, they are always in the enemy's territory. They are always in territories that are all familiar. Territories where you don't understand every, the whole metrics. Praise God. He says, see, I have given you this land. See, God had given them, but they were stuck at Horeb. He had given them the whole land he was talking about, the whole enemy territory he was talking about. So God, those guys were just caretakers. The real owners were the Israelites. But they were stuck somewhere else. He says, go in and take possession of the land. The land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers. God wants you to make progress. You need to tell yourself that. Because sometimes life will want to tell you otherwise. Life wants to tell you, no. Who said, are you the one that is qualified? Why should you be the one that is successful? Don't you know your background? Don't you know where you're coming from? I've forgotten your past mistakes. If you consider all these things, you will, you will never ever make progress. Give me the next slide. So I, I like I like to read the scripture. Psalm 37, verse 3 25. Says the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fail. For the Lord upholds him with his, with his hand. I am young, now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. If you choose to move, God will forsake you. He won't. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying something that um, I read in a book. I'm saying something that I've, 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 I've practiced over and over again. If you choose to make progress and make moves to advance, he won't forsake you. Even if you make mistakes, you see, God is not looking for perfection. 
And that's the mistake many people make. They think God is looking for perfection. He's not. He's looking for faith. God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for the person that has it all. He's looking for the person that is ready to believe. He's looking for the person that has it all. If you have it all, then you don't need him. He's looking for perfection. He's looking for the person that is ready to believe. I tell you, your faith can take you anywhere. With God. Oh, it can. If you can believe it and make progress, he will meet you at that point. He will meet you at that point. To the next slide. You know, um, this is another translation. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will not fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. What I was young, now I am old. Yet I have not seen the godly abandoned. I have not seen the godly abandoned. You know, <laughs> I remember, you know, I remember some time when pressures come. You know, some years back. I said, God, I said, God, I, I know you hear prayers, bro. I know. I know you do. But God doesn't forsake. Oh, He doesn't. He doesn't. And it's something that if you're going to make progress, you must believe that God doesn't abandon. He doesn't, He's not the one that abandons you. You know, He takes your hopes high. Then He suddenly leaves you. No way. He's with you all the way. He's with you all the way. You know, I, I like the when I hear people say things like, "Oh, I, I want to, I want to, I want to go to school. I want to start a course. Um, I want to get a house. Oh, I want to, I want to make this move." That I know is uncomfortable for them. It's not something that is easy for them, but they are choosing to do it. I know they are stretching their faith. They are using their faith, and I know God is going to meet them along the way. And that's why I always want to see people say, I want to do this. I want to do this. It's not comfortable, I know. We're not talking about comfort here. Greatness really has nothing to do with comfort. Greatness has little to do with comfort, I'm telling you. Give me the next slide. Proverbs 4, 18 says, The path of the just is like a shining sun. That shines brighter onto a perfect day. I like the energy. It says, The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining even brighter than the full light of day. Every time you take a step, your life gets better. Every time you take a step in God, your life gets better. You know, many people say, I'm a Christian, and they want to see the power of God. But you see, the power of God meets you. At the point you are tr- you are stretching your faith, right? I, I, let me use something for example. Maybe um, I don't need so much faith to what I'm going to eat for, for what I'm going to eat right now. Maybe somebody else it might be something big. But what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear, is not something I want to start praying about. God, I'm hungry. 
Maybe for somebody else it might be that. If I'm going to stretch my face, I will have to think of something very big for myself. Something that has to push me. Because every time I do that, God meets me. He says here, and, and as you do that, your life gets better. The part of the just is like a shining light. God wants your today to be better than yesterday. You should never have a better last year. You know, people say things like, I remember the good old days. Don't say that. That's not scriptural. The best of God is not in our past. Whatever God has done in your past is history. It's nothing compared to what He's going to do today and your future. It's nothing. It's nothing. This Christian, this Christian work is the best thing. I can't imagine if I was a Christian, what my life would have been. I just can't imagine. <laughs> I just can't. I just cannot imagine if I didn't know Christ. Because he has turned my life around. No, I always say, nobody can tell me that the word of God does no work. You can't tell me. I've seen the word of God work in my health. I've seen the word of God work in my family. I've seen the word of God work in my finances. I've seen the word of God get me a job. Not just jobs, multiple jobs, multinationals. When I didn't even, <laughs> even know the way to the airports. I've seen the word of God do several things. So don't tell me that the word of God doesn't work, that I'm just being religious. You came too late. You just, you came too late. You came too late. You know, I remember my wife was pregnant with our first child. I've shared this one here before. And they said she was pregnant with, uh, went to the hospital and said she had an intubic pregnancy. And they were going to take out one of the wombs. I said, no, no, no. Why did I just marry just a few months? <laughs> no way. But I had God's word. I remember. I went back to God and I said, God, your word says it, that the seed of the righteous is blessed. This child is my seed. And we prayed and I said, Child, that was Friday. I said, Child, go back to the womb. They said, You're outside the womb. Go back into the womb. That was Friday. By Monday, just for them to do another test before the surgery, we did another test. And the doctor came back and said, Who told you that you had to be pregnancy? I said, We have the results here. He said, You are fine. Go back home. And the girl is almost going to be nine now. So you can't tell me the word of God doesn't work. But are you ready to stretch yourself? Are you ready to? Are, are you? Do you believe in progress in God? Give me next slide. You know, uh, this this is a scripture that you should never forget. Jeremiah chapter twenty nine verse eleven it says, "For the I know the thoughts that I have. I think towards you. The Lord the, says, the Lord, the thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future." And a hope. One of the problems people have is what they think is what they think how God thinks of them. They have a wrong perception of God. People believe that God is the originator of evil and also of good. People believe that God can put a pause to their progress. 
People believe that God, when they make mistakes, God is the one looking out how he's going to deal with them for doing something wrong. But this scripture says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare, peace, not evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. No government thinks of you as good as God. You see, it's one of the problems people have in the Western world. They believe that the government is God. The government is not God. Thank God for the good government. Thank God for leaders that we have. And in this church, we pray for our leaders often. But the government is not our God. The government can't think of us as, as or think, think for our good like God does. If you're ever in a trying time, remember the scripture. This scripture comes to me every time. It looks as if things are not working the way I want them to work. You know, I tell my wife, I always say, to her, say babe, I, don't, I can't explain everything. I don't have answers to everything. But I know that the thoughts that God has towards us are of good. Not of evil. To give us a future, a hope, an unexpected end. I am sure of that. I'm not, see, I know we've all been there. Times where you can't explain everything. If you've not been there, you don't live long enough. <laughs> you know? When you don't have an understanding, I'm telling you, even the preachers, the best of them, we get to that position where we can sometimes explain what's going on. But even when I can't explain it, I know that this is what he's thinking of me. He's doing good. At the end, it's going to come out for my good. He says that, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for your welfare, for your progress, for peace, not evil, to give you hope. Oh, hope in your final outcome. In my earlier in the church, hope. Hope. Your final outcome. Next, next verse. We're wrapping up. We're almost done. You know, Proverbs twenty six sixteen says, "For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again." I want to clear all the doubts you have concerning making progress. He says, "For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked are overthrown by calamity." Falling should not be the end. Making a mistake should not be the end. Praise God. I said something earlier. God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for faith. Have you tried that thing? You know, I had a friend of mine in the UK. She repeated a particular class in medical school four times. Four times. So when she was in the 100 level, as we were doing back in my school, her friends were already in 400 level. Even as they were, maybe I walked out from medical school. She repeated that exam four to five times. She was determined to be a medical doctor. Today, she's a medical doctor practicing in the UK. She eventually passed that exam. When her major graduated, she was at the 300 level. Or 200 level. 
But today, nobody knows that story. I don't know how many times you've fallen. You know, because you have a challenge doesn't mean God doesn't want you to do that thing. That's one of the mistakes people make. They think if they meet a roadblock, then that God tell, told them, God doesn't want them to, to do it. Well, if, if it's God, why is it so difficult? <laughs> because it's easy doesn't also mean it's God. People always look for the easiest routes. You know, when, when, when I was in the oil and gas sector, um, when we drill oils, we know that the rock will always crack at the point of the least resistance. Sorry, I'm sounding technical. You know, when we are drilling oil, we know that as we put the drill bits into the ground, the rock will crack at the point of least resistance. It's always going to go in that point where there's, there's little resistance. It's not want to go in the direction where there's strong resistance. But a lot of times in some countries, especially in North America here, you have a lot of oil in those rocks that have strong resistance. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to leave the oil? Because they are strong resistance. No, we'll find a way. You know, that's why you hear things like fracking and all of that. We find a way to break that rock because there is something there. So because there's least resistance doesn't mean that that's the best. That's what I'm trying to bring out. Because you have your something is easy for you to do doesn't mean that you're going to get the best. That that's the best of God for you. Because something is a bit difficult for you to do. Doesn't mean God doesn't want you to do it. Praise God. Give me next time. How much time do I have left? So, yeah. 4 John 5 3 to 4. For this is the love, love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not bodysome. Verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, oh, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Whatsoever is born of God. Are you a child of God? Then victory is sure. Oh, victory is sure. Victory is sure. Sometimes, you know, when the pressures come, open your mouth and say this. You know, I remember those 10, 10, 12 years ago, back home there. I will quote scriptures like this. And sometimes tears will run down my eyes. I'll say, I'm born of God. Devil, hear me. So we need to go to the park and just be on the, by ourselves and just talk to ourselves. Look, you're going to be successful. You are going to succeed. You are going to I'm born of God. You know, I'm born of God. He says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. In making progress, are you going to meet obstacles? Yes. Are you going to meet challenges? Yes. Are you going to stumble? Yes. Will things be difficult? Yes. Are you going to win? Yes. Not just the negatives. Are you going to win? Yes. Are you going to win? Yes. Will you throw some exams? Maybe. But are you going to come out on top? Yes. Oh, yes. 
Yes, you're going to win. I'm going to have financial issues. Maybe. But are you going to win? Yes. Are you going to prosper? Yes. Will you have health challenges? Maybe. But are you going to be healthy? Yes. That's how God wants you to think. Because that's what he has made you already. You know, the first chapter we read, he said, see, I'm giving you the land. See, you are victorious already. See, you are victorious already. Oh, as long as you are on this earth, we are going to have challenges. I'm telling you, one thing or the other is going to come up. But we know, as long as we don't give up, he says that this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith. Come on, right up. Read the last scripture. I'm just going to spend some time praying. Maybe a minute or two. When we are gone. Progress. What are you facing right now that looks, oh, I've been, I've been pressurized. Oh, it's tough. How am, I going, how am I going to make it? How am I going to form it? You know, I tell people that if I knew how difficult my journey in Canada was, if God had told me, I would have not left Nigeria. <laughs> I would have stayed back in my country. But you see, that's how, I want to tell you something. Let me give you a trick. Hey, not a trick. Let me tell you something about God. He never gives you the whole picture. Don't make that mistake. God never gives you a whole picture of the journey. He gives you just a little for you to step out. Because if he does, you'll be too afraid. <laughs> you'll be too afraid. He just gives you enough. Enough blueprint to step out. When you step out, you're going to experience the wind. Oh, should I go back? Don't go back. Don't go back. You're going to see the giants, but don't go back. He says here, to them, God will to make known what are the riches of his glory, of the mysteries among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Do you have Christ in you? Then glory is guaranteed. God wants you to live a glorious life. Oh, a glorious marriage. Um, see, I've seen, I've seen God do too many, I remember one of the people that pastored back home. Ten years marriage. Ten. Ten years. They were separated for ten years. <laughs> they lived apart for ten years. The divorce was already on the way. The lawyers were preparing the papers for divorce. One was already having an affair with somebody else. Ten solid years. In my, as a, with my eyes, I saw them. They came back together and lived together. Ten years. <laughs> Ten solid years. There's nothing impossible with God. God wants to have a glorious life. Can you just believe? Can you believe and choose to make progress? Can you just shut your eyes and just talk to God? All I want you to tell is that, Lord, I believe. I believe. Anything you ask me to do, I will do. Oh, how challenging it is doesn't matter. I know if I step out in faith, you will meet me there. If I choose to walk on the water, you will be with me. You will sustain me. You will help me. 
Are you starting something new? Believe today that God is with you in that thing. Believe today that he's with you. Oh, it's something difficult in front of you right now. Believe that you're an overcomer. Believe it. That's your story. That's the end of the, that's the final outcome. The final outcome is that you win. Until you win, the story hasn't ended. Until you win, the story hasn't ended. Until you win, the book cannot be closed. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Until you win, the book cannot be closed. Your victory is certain in Christ. God wants you to live the glorious life. That's what you're going to have. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. Your thoughts for us are of good, not of evil. To give us a future a hope and an expected end. And so we thank you, our God. We thank you. We thank you because in spite of the challenges we are facing right now, we are making progress. We have made up our minds in you. That with you on our side, we are more than overcomers. We are more than conquerors. Victory is sure. Lord, I pray for everyone going through a form of challenge or other. I declare supernatural intervention. I declare miracles in the name of Jesus. As we choose to believe you, meet us at the point of our faith. Let angels walk for us. Let favor speak for us. Let doors open for us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray not just for us, but everyone connected to us, our spouses, our parents, our siblings. I declare anyone that needs a miracle, let that hand reach out to them as well. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you once again for joining us here at Kingswoods International Church. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswoods International Church, British Columbia. Feel free to visit our website at kingswoodbritishcolumbia.com. That is kingswoodbritishcolumbia.com for more teachings. God bless you.